Hi, this is Relate to the Bible podcast with Deborah Styling, a podcast that helps listeners realize the Bible is still relevant in the 21st century. Hello, this podcast is called Putting the Tabernacle of the Lord Together According to the Lord's Plan. It covers Exodus chapter 40, verses 1 through 37. You can also find it at Books of the Bible in Smaller Tongues at https colon double backslash bible in smaller tongues d-i-b-l-e-i-n-s-m-a-l-l-e-r-c-h-u-n-k-s dot blogspot b-l-o-g-s-p-o-t dot com i felt led to write this for people in our busy world so they can connect with the lord in their smaller point periods of time that they have to listen to the bible but in doing so i'm ever mindful of revelations 22 verses 18 through 19, where you're not to add to or take away from anything in the Bible. And after lots of prayerful contemplation about this, the thing the Lord had on my heart was that I'm not supposed to alter the meaning of the passages in the Bible. At times he has things on my heart to add to the meaning, like uh, paraphrased um, background information or information add clarity or more current terms or who's speaking and being spoken to and those I put in within brackets sometimes there's transition words if it ever is something more significant that I want you to know that I've added I mean there's brackets around it so you know that those things you know are changed sometimes just for terminology but variety of things but if it's more significant I feel it's more significant that you know that I've changed that then I will um, change the color of the text within those brackets as well, just so you're aware of it. Sometimes it's done by condensing, combining, and compressing similar words. Also, the Lord had it where I have put this into a table format. He had it on my heart to do that. I'm trying to be prayerful about why. I think there's a possibility that makes it faster for people to read the text. Or it is that um, that it makes it easier for them to understand the information within the text. Also, I don't include repetitive text within a particular chapter. If it's in another chapter and then referring back to it, that's a whole different thing. But within the same chapter, there are some chapters that say the same thing again and again and again. And, and if it adds mean or extend for emphasis, I most certainly will leave it. But if it doesn't, then I don't include that part. Um, uh, well, I kind of, I'm prayerful about it and I listen to the instance God gives me on that. But the thing is, in not having things that are leaving out some of the repetitive things that don't alter the meaning, um, it can change the verse numbering. So in order to have a plan that works all of this is I tell you arrange like I am today that this is over Exodus chapter 40 verses 1 through 37 so you know that the vast majority the pertinent information in chapter 40 of Exodus God had on my heart to include will be within but it's not like oh this is verse 8 this is verse 9 this is 10 this is 11 it's just a range of verses also this is done with lots of prayer and primarily the King James Version Bible, but at times I will use BibleGateway.com 
BibleHub.com and other internet resources as necessary. When I get to a passage that might have foretelling of a future event that's significant, I will have an asterisk and I'll say, ah, oh, this has an asterisk. It's foretelling of a future event. And if it's something that I can condense briefly and tell you, I will do so at the end, but sometimes it doesn't work that I'm able to do it briefly. Um, and then when I get to the New Testament, Jesus's words will be in red and I will tell you that. So putting the tabernacle of the Lord together according to the Lord's plan. The Lord said to Moses, on the first day of the first month, you shall set up the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation. You shall put the ark of the testimony in it. Ark of the testimony is the ark and it has the two tablets with the Ten Commandments in it. And cover the ark with the veil and bring the table and set in order, set it in order, set in order on it. Okay. Um, so it's saying to put it in order on it. So I'm going to change that so it's more current terminology because it sounds funny the other way. Um, I do want to tell you again that tent of the tabernacle is the folding church tent because uh, the, the Israelites are in the wilderness for 40 years and stay in a place for a while before moving to another place. So it's a big collapsible tent or it's a big collapsible church that is a tent that can be folded down. The furniture can go from place to place. And Lord God gave Moses very, very, very intricate details of how to do every aspect of it, the, the clothing, the altar, the tent, the, the curtains, and this is how to put it together. And in, I should tell you this is all in the set. This is, it, to me, is an additional proof that the Lord God is true and the things he did are true because it's such detailed information isn't something like, some people say, oh, it's just passed down from generation to generation. And it's not like I would tell Goldilocks to my kids or grandkids. It's not that kind of thing, although people may have told some of the stories of Bible heroes from generation to generation. But the, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. The thing is, there's so much detail that it had to have been recorded to have that kind of detail. It tells when, when the Lord first told Moses, tells when Moses first told the Israelites or the artisans that did it and it tells when they put it together or, or how it was made now it's going to tell how it's put together but it's so intricate it, to me it stands as additional proof that all of this was very very well recorded information you shall bring in the candlesticks and light its lamps you shall set the altar of gold for instance before the ark of the testimony remember this has the ten commandments in it and put up the hanging screen for the door of the tabernacle. Then you shall set the altar of the burnt offering before the door. It means like in front of the door of the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation. You shall set the basin in its base between the tent of the congregation and the altar. And put the water in it and set up the court all around and hang up the hanging screen at the court gate. You shall take the hanging screens like a door, you know, that you can move through. You shall take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and all that is in it and shall hallow it and all its vessels, utensils, and it shall be 
it shall be holy. You shall anoint the altar of the burnt offering and all its vessels and utensils and sanctify the altar. The altar shall be most holy. You shall anoint the basin and its base and sanctify it. You shall bring Aaron and his sons to the door of the tabernacle of the congregation and wash them with water. You shall put on Aaron the holy garments and anoint and sanctify him so that he may minister to me. This is the Lord God. In the priest's office, you shall bring his, which is Aaron's sons, and clothe them with the coats. You shall anoint them as you anointed their father that they may minister to me in the priest's office. For their anointing shall surely be an everlasting priesthood throughout their generations. Thus Moses did. According to all the Lord commanded him, and he did so. It came to pass in the, third, the first month of the second year, on the first day of the month, that the tabernacle was raised up. So Moses raised up the tabernacle, fastened its sockets, set up its boards, put in its bars and raised up its pillars. Probably can I'll do it himself. He probably supervised a lot of it, but the way it's working. Moses spread out the tent over the tabernacle and put the covering of the tent on top of it, as the Lord commanded Moses. Moses put the testimony into the ark, that's the Ten Commandments, and inserted the poles through the rings of the ark and put the mercy seat on top of the ark. So the ark had a ring on every corner, and then they put what they call staves, but basically it's pulled through the two rings on the left and the two rings on the right, and, and, and made it so they could carry it when they go from place to place. Um, he brought the ark into the tabernacle and set up the veil of the covering and covered the ark of the testimony as the Lord God commanded. He put the table in, in the tent of the congregation on the north side of the tabernacle outside the veil. He set the bread in order upon it before the Lord. And the, as the Lord had commanded Moses, he put the candlestick in the tent of the congregation over against the table on the south side. He lit the lamps before the Lord as the Lord commanded Moses. Now, I know there's a as the Lord commanded Moses, and I said I don't put repetitive things. So I had to be prayerful about this, but I think it was for emphasis that the Lord said this to Moses, the Lord said this to Moses, the Lord said this to Moses. So it's over and over again because that's, I really feel that God had it for a purpose to say each and every one of these details was from the Lord to Moses. He put the golden altar in the tent of the congregation in front of the veil and he burned sweet incense on it as the Lord had commanded Moses. He set up the hanging screen at the door of the tabernacle. He put the altar of the burnt offering at the door of the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation and offered the burnt offering and the meat offering as the Lord commanded Moses. He set the basin and its base between the tent of the congregation and the altar and put the water there for washing. And Moses, Aaron, and his sons washed their hands and feet with water there. Whenever they went into the tabernacle of the congregation and when they came near the altar, they washed. As the Lord commanded Moses, he raised up the court all around the tabernacle and the altar and set up the hanging screen of the court gate. So Moses finished the work. Then the cloud covered the tent cloud of the Holy Spirit that covered the tent and it also was it also guided the Israelites in their path so the cloud would be descended when they're supposed to stay for whatever period of time 
and then the cloud would go up off the chance when they're supposed to move. Okay. It doesn't say that right here. It says it at another place in the Bible. Um, I'm going to read that part again because I want to make sure I didn't take away from it by giving an example. Then the cloud covered the tent of the congregation. The glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses wasn't able to enter the tent of the congregation because the cloud rested above it. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Whenever the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle, the children of Israel went onward in their journeys. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they didn't journey till the day that it was taken up. I'm sorry, I repeated, I mean, said all of this. I didn't realize it was going to say it in this text right here. For the cloud of the Lord was upon the tabernacle by day, and fire was over it by night in the sight of the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. The next time I share a podcast with you, it will be over Leviticus 1. Please share this with your friends, neighbors, and others that might benefit from it. Thank you. Thank you for joining us at Relate to the Bible. I look forward to you joining us next time where you will hear more examples of how you can relate the Bible in ways that are especially meaningful to you.